1: Welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. At Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter. At Ethos Pelicans is the show. Go and give us a follow if you feel that way inclined. Huge show today. Joined by a very special guest I'm going to welcome very shortly. Of course, go and... Check out sportsethos.com. Plenty going on over there. Uh, All the wagering and the like is uh, ticking along. And also the uh, live trade deadline show is coming up as well. So huge people on there. Um, All of the big names over at Sports Ethos. So go and check that out as well. But without further ado, I'm going to welcome on our very special guest... And it is, we're going to talk, it's a squadron flavour uh, in this show. And it is head coach of the Birmingham squadron, Ryan Pannone. Thank you very much for joining us, Ryan. How are you going?
2: Yeah, doing well. Thanks for having
1: me. Oh, I mean, I appreciate you uh, being able to, to sit down with us. Um, I was talking to uh, Joseph over at the squadron who's been organising it all. And uh, he was saying it was pretty uh, horrible weather getting into Memphis, and um, no, I appreciate you taking the time to to sit down with us. Um, so, does that was that coming from Birmingham to Memphis? In was that the drive today? Yeah, and normally it's not you know not too bad.
2: It's four hours, but uh, there has been a lot of uh, ice storms, so the roads are really icy, and a lot of things are kind of shut down in Memphis. So, there it took a little bit long,
1: and I'm just trying to be safe. Oh, for sure. And, um, I mean, that just said, but ice storms. I mean, for that part of the world, i I'd never even heard of anything like ice storm. And I know down here we're sitting at, oh, I think it's going to be 40 degrees Celsius today again. So it's going to be warm. So I just have no concept of all of <laughs> what an ice storm is, I tell you what. Um, yeah. The
2: well, squadron. It's an attractive part about playing in the NBL or coaching in the NBL, you know, or winter's or summer.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, the complete opposite now. So we're dealing with dealing with the heat. And um, I know when we I'm in, in Perth in Western Australia and when we go and sit in, um, in the Perth arena, it starts to get pretty warm, even with the, the fans rolling around at the top. And I know they try to air condition it, but um, yeah, 13,000 people get pretty hot pretty quickly. It, uh, it, it is good. So the squadron. Interesting season so far, sitting at six and five, if I recall, in the standings, just outside of the playoffs, I guess, for the G League. Um, How have you found this season? It's been a bit bizarre with the COVID call-ups and all of the, I mean, changes and moving to Birmingham. It's It's been a bit of a wild ride this season. Yeah, I
2: mean, that and, you know, they kind of have two parts to the season. You, you go through the showcase portion, uh, which, you know, we played really well and finished nine and five and had three guys get called up, uh, which was great. And then there's a pause to the season. And then you come back and, you know, your, your roster is different. You're missing uh, the guys that have been called up and then you're slowly – you know, adding those guys back to it. Uh, two of the three, Malcolm Hill is still with, with the Bulls. And so, I mean, it's been a unique season from moving to a new city, different logistical issues that come up when you're in a new city, then roster changes and two different parts of the season. And not that everything that you did in the showcase portion of the season is, is white clean, but you know, your record is, and uh, and then you have to restart from scratch. And you know, we played the first four games without, you know, kind of really having having those guys back. And, fortunately, we're on a four-game win streak.
1: Yeah, real turnaround. I mean, that start, how they pushed the season back. I mean, well, the I suppose the actual official season, not the showcase, um, the, the second part of, I guess, the year. Just crazy how the NBA, I suppose, was just coming down and saying, well, everyone's getting a go because we just – running out of players with the covid and uh, quite a unique situation for a head coach how do you deal with the constant roster changes i mean it's great for the guys but it must be difficult to to keep the guys uh knowing what yeah. role they're going to have
2: yeah i mean one i i think that you have to embrace it you know i mean the the reality is it's when your roster is changing because guys are getting called up that means those guys are getting a chance to achieve their dream and then that means other guys are now getting a chance to you know to improve their career right so if you come forth with a positive mindset of embracing it and next guy mentality and it gives guys that are in the g league that normally wouldn't get a chance to get a call to an nba team to get a chance to get called up, and then not only that, to have a chance to show that they can prove. And, you know, I think that there's some guys that have been called up that normally would not have been called up that have actually shown, like, hey, you know, they are an NBA player. And and same, I would also say, within the G League, that's given guys that weren't playing much in the G League or weren't on a G League roster the opportunity to play and have a bigger role and show us that, hey, they can play in the G League and help contribute to winning.
1: Yeah. And I suppose, I mean, winning is the, uh, the cure all, I suppose as well. I mean, it helps when, you know, you're winning games and a real turnaround, I suppose, from the start of the season, even, I mean, I watch as many as I can, they go on the, on the Facebook page. So I get access to them down in Australia, which is, um, which is great actually. I quite, it's probably been the first year I've been in truly engaged with the G league. You always sort of keep an eye on it when guys get called up and the like, but, uh, Probably having them affiliated with the the Pelicans and so close, and you know the same similar branding and and the like. You know that's um that's really drawn a limelight to the uh, to the squadron. Have you found that closer affiliation? I know they were they were linked uh, whether well, it was still in Erie Bay or in in Pennsylvania, but how has that change been been completely under the umbrella now? I guess of the of the Pelicans.
2: Well, I mean, you you know, you we were always in in a sense treated as if we were under the umbrella of the Pelicans from our first year. You know, it was great. Uh, David Griffin and Trajan Langdon brought in our whole coaching staff to the uh, NBA preseason. And so we got to spend six weeks there. And so even though that the distance was far Uh, the way that we were treated by our front office and the Pelicans coaching staff was that we were one and we were together. And then now you see some of the advantages of, you know, we're still not close. It's a five hour drive where you have a layover flight, but we're close enough to where we're being visited more by the front office scouts and executives. And we're seeing more assignments than what we did in the first year. And so to have the opportunity to be close enough to, to to have that, to get more eyes on our players and to receive more Summit guys has, has been awesome. And uh, the way that Coach Green and his staff and has embraced being able to use the G League has been great, especially during how difficult time it is. You know, we're so worried about COVID and bringing COVID back to, you know, to the NBA staff, to the NBA roster. You know, it's been great.
1: It's awesome to, to be able to, I suppose the, the geography is always the hard battle. And I mean, being a little bit closer, it's a great uh, advantage in that uh, sense. Talking about the assignments, um, you know, we've had a few guys come down from the, from the NBA team down to the, um, down to the G League team and vice versa. You know, Jared Harper getting called up as, as well. Um, Jose being back and forth and, uh, and, and uh, Trey Murphy as well, Jackson Hayes. How do you go when those guys come down, probably firstly, how do you adjust uh, to the guys that are already there and maybe playing 30 minutes a night and then you've got to fit in these NBA guys? How, do, how does that go? I suppose it's a positivity sort of thing as well.
2: Well, I mean, one, it, everything is easier when you have really high character people involved, you know, and so when, when we were constructing our roster, we tried to get really good people um, And then two, I I think you acknowledge it, and you're honest, right? So, like when I know somebody's coming down, I acknowledge one that they are coming down. Two, I acknowledge that it sucks. You know, I mean, it it it's not easy for those guys that go from playing 30 minutes a night, and you know, to possibly zero. You know, and they go from being a, a bigger part of the team to to not really playing and. You know, I try to be honest with them and advertise that that it does. It, you know, it, it is difficult. It's not easy. And whether you're a good person or not, and it is a little bit frustrating, and it is okay to feel that way. We're human beings, right? Like, we're not robots. We're going to feel that. But it's how we handle that frustration and what we do with those feelings is the character of who we are as people. And, you know, that the expectation for them is still to be good teammates and still to be good people and to cheer the team on. And also to understand this is kind of what you signed up for. You know, the reality is the the G League, every G League team loses, you know, $1.5 to $2 million a year. And the reason why owners are willing to do that is to develop the players that the NBA team send down and to potentially find, you know, someone that's kind of under the radar. And the purpose of the league is good and our guys have embraced it.
1: I mean that's um it is it is a tricky situation I suppose in any um any sense of it but uh, yeah I mean high character having those open conversations it must uh, must help and and I mean winning also helps you know you see these guys come down and you know blow the pants off some people off, off some other teams so you know that also probably uh, helps as well when these guys are coming in um guys that have been called up I mean that's probably it's got to be the most exciting part of it surely when these guys you know Malcolm Hill uh Zion Cheatham, Jared Harper these guys have been called up how does that go I mean is it just like the best or oh
2: it's I mean it's an unbelievable feeling you know we had three of them get called up in the same day after you know we won our seventh game in a row in in the showcase cup and the guys played great and a bunch of players have been called up and uh you know to have all three of them get called up in the same day was you know it's one of the greatest feelings i've ever had
1: coaching it's amazing i mean when when i look at the g league i, I think it's i was thinking about it last night actually and how it's it is such a transitional league you know it's one of those ones that a lot of guys are either trying to they're, they're in there and they're all trying to go to that next step i guess trying to get into the nba and for the most part you know maybe not everyone but um it's one of those leagues that there is so much player movement and and calling up, calling down, and that these guys are chasing their dream. And you know, uh, it is it's fantastic to see, but gosh, it must be it must be tricky to coach. I tell you what, just not knowing, night to night who you're going to get, and how much notice do you actually get when you know who's coming down or who's coming out? Do you get given a couple of days, or is it like these assignments?
2: Sometimes. Sometimes we're given a couple days and sometimes we're told kind of the day before and sometimes we're given a couple days that they are going to come down and then something happens, you know, and then now it's been changed or that they're going to be down for this many games. And once again, you know, I mean, it's it's such a fluid situation that uh, with everything that happens and, you know, you just have to be easygoing, you know, because you can get so bogged down with all of the little things that can, you know, bring the negativity and the frustration into your team. And, and the reality is, you know, you, you have to be able to just roll with the punches. You know, it's Everything is next man up, and you have to be able to coach with positivity. And, you know, regardless of what the situation is, guys get sent down, guys get called up and, you know, make the most out of it and try to keep the game fun. You know, I think if you have a, a fun – atmosphere and the reality is like it's a game you know i mean we're we're very fortunate especially in the realm of the state of the world that we're in right now that we get to play and coach a game for fun when you know there's people that are dying you know and so we try to keep that serious approach professional approach but we want to keep it fun and i think that helps
0: save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app
1: Well speaking of fun I was watching the uh, the broadcast of the, of the last game and it was hip hop night and uh, I saw you yeah, were coaching for a, for a period with the with the bucket hat on and the whole all of the staff had the bucket hats on I thought that was just it was such a nice touch and that community side of things with people Birmingham actually embracing the team and you know you, you watch a lot of other G League games in other arenas and they don't get much of a crowd whereas it seems to be in birmingham they've, they've really taken to the team and getting around it how's that been the, the embrace and uh, the atmosphere yeah, it, in, in the arena i got a nice message from the perth head coach from oh, that,
2: that. <laughs> he, yeah, he's, he said that he said that's not australia he said uh, that's australian night not hip-hop night so i guess the bucket hats are pretty popular down there huh
1: yeah, uh, mine is, oh, mine's not around, but um, yeah, no, we do all, um, yeah, they are pretty, they do get a good run out around here, I tell you what.
2: <laughs> yeah, so no, I mean, it's, for me, once again, it's about, you know, about keeping it fun. I mean, you know, we're we're in new team, our, our marketing department and our sale, ticket sales people are working their tail off, our players are working their tail off, we've gotten good support from, from the city and you know, if if I wear a bucket hat and that makes the players laugh, which it did, and the fans laugh and have a good time, then, you know, why not? It's, you know, it's it's part of it, right? You no, know, I mean, you're, you're, our players know we have a very serious approach, uh, you know, but anytime that you can just keep the game fun, you know, I think it, it makes it more enjoyable for those guys.
1: Yeah, and uh I see all this, um, you know, the advertising and the like. They have the petty pair and different things like that. And the the marketing has just been fantastic. I mean, even in Australia, I see just from watching these uh, the streams and the like, and go on the website, and there's, there's plenty going on over there. So all credit to the uh, to the team for putting this all together and um, you know doing the the corporate side of things as well as being able to win basketball games, which you guys are doing. Um, what surprised you about this? this team this year um you know you've got a whole heap of different guys and um what have you found um most surprising about about the uh the level of the guys and the character of the guys and and overall i guess i mean i don't
2: know if it's surprising but it's what i hoped it would be um high care factor you know And, and what i mean is this right you know the I'm, I have a, probably a little bit more of a unique approach in the D-League compared to some other coaches. Uh, you know, like one of our staff members said, you know, that we would win the award for watching the most film in the D-League. Um, you know, we, we practice, we watch film, we work hard, we work in the right way. We try to be as in-depth as we can. And that's not for every player. And uh, the, the roster that we tried to build were, were guys that care, that care about the right things, that care about what goes into winning. And, you know, I'd say at the, you know, from when we put the roster together to when we were playing, you know, the guys are, are who I hoped they would be and their care factor is what I hoped it would be. And even, you know, at, at one point we lost five games in a row, you know, and, they come into work every day, they work hard, they compete, they watch film, they want to get better, they're coachable, they care, they don't point the blame. And that's what allowed us to win seven games in a row. You know, so I I don't think it's more of a surprise because that was kind of our goal. Uh, but what I hoped our team would be in terms of character and toughness and care factor, uh,
1: it is, which is, you know, it makes it so much fun to coach, even when you lose five in a row. I mean, you can see it. Watching the guys, they play together. Um, you know, I think the G League is, it gets this bad rap for being like guys just wanting to play for themselves and get their stats and get and get pushed up the NBA. And watching the squadron, it's not like that at all. They're, they're there to win basketball games. And if that means that, okay, Joe Young's got to take over for a quarter or someone's got to do this or someone else has got to do that, you know, that's fine. But they play together and they play within – the offense that appears and 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 you know defend hard and those are all those things that if you don't have buy-in from the players you're just not going to get so I mean all credit to you and your staff as well for getting these guys you know and it helps having the high character guys but getting them to commit to this and you know winning winning breeds winning you know and and it breeds a good culture so all credit to to you guys when when you go on the road so is it mostly um I suppose you'll have flights as well but these, these short ones, what happens from the time you leave Birmingham to, I guess, now where you've, you've sat on the bus and the game coming up? What is the preparation that goes into the day-to-day in the G League as opposed to, I suppose, what an NBA guys would do? Would it be much different?
2: No, I mean, I, I, mean, I think it's pretty similar. Just your travel is different. You know, I mean, like we, we watch film for 50 minutes this morning. We practice for an hour got on the bus, had, uh, two gas station stops, just got to the hotel. Um, you know, our staff will lead and then we'll watch, you know, and prepare for, uh, Memphis. And then tomorrow morning, we'll have a coaches' meeting an hour and a half before shoot around. We will shoot around. We'll have film for 30 minutes. And we'll shoot around for an hour to an hour 15. And, uh, then we will show film before the game and then we play and, uh, next day we'll be in the airport travel in this South Dakota. we'll be breaking down the you know the, the Memphis hustle game but also preparing properly for Sioux Falls so I mean it's you know it's we had a
1: four and a half hour bus ride and the whole time we were preparing and working I mean that's it's a pretty hectic schedule I tell you what and uh you know sitting on a bus for Numerous hours, especially in, in an ice storm, um, it does not sound appealing at all. And I, again, I appreciate you sitting down with us. Um, your journey to head coach of the uh, of the squadron, you know, that hasn't been linear. You've, you've been in multiple different places, different countries. How have you found your journey to this spot? And I mean, are you able to, to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you
2: know, I- I I, I think like a lot of people, when you're going through your journey, you know, you you can, especially when you're younger, you can be frustrated by it at times, you know, Um, uh, but when you're able to look back on the experiences you got culturally from living in different countries, the memories you have from being a part of different countries, different cultures, traveling the world. Uh, learning the game from great coaches that are all over the world and building relationships uh, with friends all over the world. You know, it's been amazing. And for me, I think it's, you know, it's helped shape me. Uh, You know, I, I hope for who I am as a person, who I am as a husband and who I am as a father. And it most certainly has shaped me for who I am as a coach, you know, because before really coaching internationally, you don't really understand the international game. And the reality is, you know, the some of the best coaches in the world, actually a lot of the best coaches in the world are, you know, all over the world. You can find great coaches in Australia and Asia and, you know, Europe. And everywhere that you go, you get opportunity to learn a different style, learn from, from different people. And it really pushes you. I don't know if I'll ever make the NBA, and, and that's okay because what I've realized is being able to live overseas and coach overseas and and have that life has been it's been incredible. I mean, my wife and I loved it. I mean, my wife wants to to live back overseas. You know, she loved it. You know, so it it's been an amazing journey, and I got really lucky. Um, you know, I think like all of us, everyone and everyone, but most people within their career and life, they they need a break. They need someone to kind of take a chance on them. And uh, uh, I got very fine. David Griffin took a chance on me. And the reality is I, I wasn't the most qualified candidate for the job. For whatever reason, they saw something in me and gave me a chance. Uh, it's an amazing run. Um, I watch international basketball every day. I sort of miss it, but it's, it's been an amazing opportunity to coach in the G League and be the head coach for the New Orleans Pelicans G League team.
1: Yeah, and it's been, um, I mean, they must have picked the right guy because, I mean, you're winning. So, you know, that it's all credit to you. And those experiences, I guess, I guess, shape you. And, um, you know, that just sounds like such an awesome sort of experience and, and being able to experience different cultures and different places. And, you know, it's just, you see these coaches come through. I mean, in the NBL, we get either American coaches, you get Canadian coaches, you get, um, there's a, an Italian coach in here at the, at the moment. And, um, is A few different, different nationalities. And you see these different styles and these different, um, uh, you know, personalities and, and, and different cultures and every, all of them clash and basketball is really one of those world games. Um, I mean, as, as much as I suppose, soccer is, you know, you, you can go to just about any place in the world and people know basketball just as, as much as they know soccer or any, any of those other sort of big games tennis probably is another one. Um, it really is just fantastic. Um, overall, what are your thoughts going forward for the rest of the season? Um, playoffs on the horizon, potentially, hopefully, fingers crossed. We're not looking that far ahead.
2: I mean, I mean it's certainly the goal. Um, you know, but I mean, the goal is to really just get better game by game. I mean, there's 21 games left. There's a lot of areas of growth that we have to have in order to, make the playoffs and for us it's it's just game by game get better every game uh and improve and which i think that we're doing and that you know i mean that's what's been so fun about this group is that we are getting better we are improving and you know we kind of set goals to improve to make the next step as a team and you know we're very process driven and you know we believe if we can accomplish that process you know we we have a chance to make the playoffs
1: yeah, awesome, um, Coach. I, I'm conscious that you need to go and get some dinner, and uh, you know, and rest and recuperate sure. for tomorrow. And um, I really appreciate you taking your time to sit down with us and, and have a chat with with me on the other side of the world, and um, and give us so many insights. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night. So thanks once again to Coach Panone for joining us. Uh, really fantastic chat with him, and uh, appreciate him. Uh, jumping on, especially after dealing with the um, ice storms uh, on the road to Memphis and uh, obviously needing to prepare for the game against Memphis Hustle tomorrow. Go and check that out uh, because we love our squadron and uh, they've been playing really well. Four-game win streak, so hopefully they can keep that going on the road. So before I wrap up, we've got to thank a few of the sponsors, mybookie.ag, use the code Hoopball. When you sign up on the third page, it'll give you some deposit match bonuses. And also, Manscaped.com, HoopBall20 is the code, as we know, and uh, use that 20% off and free shipping. ExpressVPN, forward slash HoopBall, will give you three extra months on ExpressVPN, which we love. And uh, ThriveFantasy.com, Ethos, when you sign up, and that'll give you some deposit match bonuses as well. So go and check all of our sponsors out. We appreciate all of the support, and again, sportsethos.com. Go and check that out. Plenty going on over there. So I'm going to put a pin in it. Uh, thank you very much again for listening, and to Joseph Hooven over at the uh, squadron for setting it all up. Really appreciate all of the help getting that done. And, of course, to head coach Ryan Pannone. It was fantastic talking to him. Go squadron. Now, uh, we're going to have a chat about the Pels. After the Denver game that's coming up... Um, and I suppose, actually, just before we wrap up, um, the Brandon Ingram slander continues, not selected as an all-star. Um, perhaps he'll come in as an injury replacement for any of the guys. But um, unfortunately, we didn't get an all-star this year, which I think is just unreal. So we're going to have a talk about that uh, further after the after the Denver game tomorrow. But um, until then... Look after yourselves and uh, bye for now.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app.